Hi there, and welcome to Drunk Distry Presents The Dark Ride, a Disney Parks podcast hiding in a drinking game. Here we will talk about and rate all of your favorite and not-so-favorite rides and attractions, and maybe catch some interesting facts along with our buzz. My name is Ryan Bieber, and I'm here with my co-host, Adrian Hamilton. We are two die-hard fans of the House of Mouse, and we started this show because we know that cool people like this stuff, too. So we're here to normalize all you adulting Disney files and have a few adult beverages while we're at it. And now that that's out of the way, let's find out exactly what we're going to be riding today. Okay, adventurers, we'll be heading over to the wilds of Adventureland for an Uncle Walty original. This ride puts the pun and punishment, the swag and swaggerer, and the camp and campaign. That's right, skippers, you guessed it. We're heading on to the mighty rivers of Adventureland for a spin on Disney's Jungle Cruise. So let's get some drinks and some facts, and we'll be right back. Spearmint Gum invite you to listen to another story in the island venture of Gil Perry, modern pioneer, ex-Navy hero, who has gone back to the islands of the Central Pacific to start an air service. Gil and his friend, Trigger Brett, are typical of the men of the Navy who fought through to victory and now are bringing their courage, their dauntless spirit, and their sound Navy training with them into peacetime enterprises. So now, in tribute to our Navy and for your entertainment... Wrigley's Spearmint Gum presents Island Venture. Friends, since Wrigley's Spearmint Gum is not yet back in the market, you might wonder why we keep mentioning the usefulness of chewing gum week after week on these radio programs. Well, the answer's simple. First of all, we honestly feel that chewing gum does have a place in our daily lives, and that a stick of gum, any gum, can be a real help at times. And second, frankly, we're looking forward to the time when our brand, Wrigley Spearmint, will be back on your dealer's counter. Now, chewing gum isn't absolutely essential to life or happiness. No one claims it to be. But when you're working, for instance, it does help out. Chewing is a pleasant thing you can do even while your hands are busy. It kind of comforts you. It helps keep you feeling satisfied. In this way, chewing gum makes the time pass faster makes your job seem easier and pleasanter. And folks, we will add Wrigley's Spearmint Gum to the number of good brands available just as soon as possible. We haven't brought it back yet because we feel that those of you who want Wrigley's Spearmint want enough to go around more fairly and equally. So that's what we're waiting for. Adrian, did you know that the pandemic affected Wrigley's Spearmint Gum? (laughs) No, but I do know that you hate me. <laughs> and our audience, apparently. This is true. Oh, we're getting crazy echoes. Let's try that. How's that sound to you? Better. Better. Closer. Warmer. <laughs> Kungaloosh, everybody! 
and Kungaloosh Adrian. Welcome to the jungle. We've got fun and games. We've got every dad joke you want, and they're always going to be the same. Shut it, na 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 na. Oh boy! I mean, that was an adventure land. Oh yeah, that was straight up 1930s goodness right there. I would. I love the way they talked back then. Well, uh, regular spam. <laughs> yeah. See. It's the best. What accent is that? Uh, <laughs> radio play, I guess. I think. I think it's you like have standard. To have that on the radio back then. Yeah, standard uh, mid Atlantic. Yeah, buddy. Oh yeah. So how are how are you? Um, I'm great. I um, am excited to be, you know here and doing a magic kingdom ride hell yeah back to the kingdom baby back to the kingdom we go yeah this is great i'm excited to be back in the kingdom this is one of my this is one of my favorites uh this is a polarizing ride you don't have the same feeling about this ride that i have about this ride i mean you just spoiled it for everyone but yeah no i don't and i thought a lot about it in preparation for this episode. Good, good. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that you thought a lot about it. I'm glad that it kept you up at night to make sure that your, you know, your your feelings are true. Um, but I thought that a good way for us to start out is the first of what will be many crappy dad jokes that I'm going to tell you today. So oh this is this is your your probably your only dad joke alert. The rest of them are just going to come from the hip. Uh. Adrian, where do apes go to grab a beer? I don't know. They go to monkey bars. (laughs) (laughs) Softest laugh ever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, like we always say, this is a drinking show, and so we need some drinks to do that. Uh, With the amount of cheesy jokes in store for us today, we're probably going to be needing – we're probably going to be in stitches – (laughs) <laughs> and the only cure for that kind of hurt is a painkiller. Yeah, that's right. The classic tiki cocktail of your weird Uncle Roscoe that, that you know, the you can break out your, your finest shrunken head mug and, uh, and open the bamboo bar because we're getting tropical for this one. We're going to do the classic tiki painkiller. And to do that, you will need two ounces of dark rum, four ounces of pineapple juice, uh, an ounce of orange juice, an ounce of cream of coconut. Uh, and also some grated nutmeg, uh, or, or whatever. I put cinnamon in mine cause I didn't have any nutmeg. Uh, so you're going to uh, take those ingredients. You're going to shake them on ice for 15 seconds and then strain into the, uh, into a tiki glass, a tiki mug, uh, what have you, and then grate some nutmeg on the top and enjoy it. And Cheers. it is tropical. I wish I had like those little umbrellas. I love those little umbrellas. I always have one. What do you think they're for? Are they like, like in case it rains? Yeah, and you don't want your drink to get wet. Yeah, damn straight. I don't want my drink to get wet. It's already wet enough. <laughs> it, it was born that way. <laughs> well, this is delicious. And you know what? You do need a painkiller to get through this ride. Damn straight. Mine is usually in the edible form. Yeah, Valium. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adrian, what are you, um, what are you drinking out of today? So we are in the Magic Kingdom, so I'm drinking out of my um, Disney Photo Pass mug that I had of me and my sister and my friend Stephanie, 
and we it has all the icons on it. Lovely. It must have been a while ago because I see the sorcerer's Mickey hat on there. Oh wow! And it was during one of the Halloween parties. So Fun. That's, yeah, that's that's the mug I'm drinking out of. Today. Nice. I'm drinking out of my uh, my Trader Sam's tiki ceramic mug uh, with the little tiki god uh, that, that kind of makes up the ceramic. And I got it at Trader Sam's Grog Grotto in Disneyland. Uh, that's in California for all of you uh, unknowers. Um, and it's actually it's an awesome place to grab some drinks and food uh, while you're out at the parks, maybe for a uh, a midday break or something. It's at uh, uh Trader Sam's is located at uh, the um, at the Disneyland Hotel, and and there's, then there's the Skipper Canteen, which is in Florida, which you can get similar drinks at. Yeah, just there's a special place in hell for people that don't know the difference between Disney World and Disneyland, in my opinion. Yeah, there's a lot of them there, though. Yeah, most people will have to go there. True debt, but not us. We no. got that shit straight. We're going to hell for totally different reasons. <laughs> Word. All right. So let's uh let's get through some basics on this uh on the on this this uh, this basic this, bitch. This, this basic bitch. <laughs> 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 this, I mean, like you know, this it's, it's an oldie but a goodie. So like you know, in a lot of ways, this is a basic ass bitch. Uh, this ride's called Disney's Jungle Cruise. Uh, it is located in Adventureland in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, it's also in its original location uh, in Disneyland, as well as at Hong Kong and in the Tokyo parks. Uh, it's not in uh, Paris or in Shanghai. Those are the only two places that don't have it. Lucky them. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, it takes up a lot of land, but uh, I don't know. It's there's like there is something very special about this ride there. It is totally unique. There's nothing quite like it uh, anywhere. Except the safari. Or, you know. Yeah, except for the safari is not full of awesome jokes. It could very easily be if the safari guys were taught dad jokes. Yeah, but then they wouldn't. I, I don't think that I don't think you can pull it off with like live animals. They tried to do that with here. Um, what is it? This is a classic boat ride through the jungle. A cruise might even one might even call it, aka its name. So uh, some interesting and not so interesting facts about this ride. For the first few years, uh, the Jungle Cruise was more of a documentary style attraction, and it was based uh, off of the movie African Queen which was like, I believe an Oscar winner, uh, back in the thirties or uh, probably the forties. Um, and then all of those funny scenes and the jokes, uh, the dad jokes and like all the spiel was added years and years later. Um, when the ride was still uh, first in development, Walt wanted to use live animals. So this would be a lot more similar to your safari ride. Uh, but then he talked to a zoologist who said that that was a horrible idea uh, hey, Walt, all these animals are nocturnal, and they are just going to sleep all day. To which uh, Walt said, uh, well, that wouldn't be a good idea then. And let's, <laughs> let's make them robots. So, uh, yeah, so obviously, uh, like everything, Walt opted for creatures that he could control, and uh, that's how we get animatronic alligators. Yay. And hippopotami. Alligators. Oh, yeah. Let's talk some Imagineers, because I'm thirsty. Uh, we got Imagineer Harper Goff. He was uh, the original art director. 
Uh, cheers, cheers the harp. Uh, we also have Mark Davis who coming in, uh, our, our, one of our favorites from, uh, Haunted Mansion and, uh, and, and, uh, pirates, all, all sorts of good stuff. Mark Davis brings the funny. So he did a lot more of the, uh, the animated vignettes like the elephant bathing pools and the rhino pole and all that. Cheers, Mark. Oh yeah. Cheers to Marky Mark. Uh, for the track layout, the origin uh, originally, in this is in California, uh, they they didn't have much budget for this ride, and they hadn't you know they built Disneyland so quickly that a lot of the things were kind of just like thrown together, kind of last second. You know, they had a big uh, you know like a mule ride where you hopped on the back of mules and rode around the desert. You know, like things weren't like really planned out and well developed for this ride. Uh, Basically, Harper Goff hopped on the back of a backhoe and told the operator to just drive around, and he put a stick on one side of the backhoe and then a stick on the other, and so he made, like, you know, a track of a river, and then he told the backhoe operator, we'll just dig this river out and pile up the dirt on both sides, and that way we'll have our berms, and that's the layout. Like, that. that's how they came wow. up with it. Yeah, so, like... Yeah, he was just like, oh, take a left here. No, take a right. Let's go up this hill. Let's go around. Oh, keep that big tree. Let's go around that one. So it's kind of crazy. No drawings, no plan, just, uh, you know, like some sticks on the back of a backhoe. Old school. Old school style. Um, So that was was Harper Goff that did that. I'm going to drink double to you, Mr. Goff. Mr. Goff. That's my dad's name. Call me Harpy. As Disneyland was being constructed, uh, Walt often gave TV viewers a preview of what was being built during his primetime TV show, Walt Disney Presents. So uh, they showed the Jungle Cruise uh, before the cruise had even had any water. So he just drove a, tr- a truck around. <laughs> he just drove a truck around this this like empty pit construction site. Uh, a Nash Rambler, which was one of the show's sponsors. So he like got a free truck out of the deal too. And uh, nice. <laughs> yeah. And he just drove through the riverbeds to give, give future guests a view of what was in store for them. Um, so, you know, with all of that, like non thought, there was somebody who was giving this uh, a whole lot of thought. And that was uh, uh, Imagineer and landscape architect, uh, Bill Evans, Let's drink to him. He's a good guy. Hey, Bill. Here we go, Evan. Evie boy. To ensure the foliage would be able to endure Florida's unique climate, hot summers, and relatively cool winters, uh, you know, Imagineer uh, Bill Evans picked out, like, every single piece of plant life, carefully selecting each one. Uh, And during the original ride's construction at Disneyland, the landscape architect took advantage of a grove of eucalyptus trees that was originally used uh, in the orange groves as a windbreak and used that because they looked more tropical looking than the rest of the trees on site. And so uh, the placement of where these trees were back then is why Adventureland is where it is in the current parks layout. And, you know, that's been replicated in all the other parks ever, ever since. So when you first, if you look at the old, old school, uh, first maps of Disneyland, the, um, you know, like the, the ones that, uh, um, that like Hench drew up for, for Walt Disney, uh, Adventureland is on the other side. It's, it's where like Tomorrowland is. 
So, oh. so like when, like while they were building it out, the landscape guy was like, Oh shit. Well, you have like all these other trees on the, the left side of the park. Can we just do a little flippy flip? And Walt was like, Oh yeah, let's just do a flippy flip. So I don't have to move all those trees. So like everything was by the seat of their pants back then, which is pretty, you know, it's pretty awesome. And that's, that's how we end up with, you know, the rivers on, you know, and Adventureland in general, where it is and all the parks. So, um, while we're talking, while we're talking landscape architecture here, uh, I got a little story that I, I, I found that I, I really liked about this, uh, this ride in California. So in California, next to the Indiana Jones fast pass location, which is kind of like, you know, the very side of, um, of the jungle cruise, uh, you can see this very, very large palm tree. And this palm tree is called the Dominguez tree. And that tree was named after the original landowners of the Orange Grove in California. And this massive palm tree was planted in 1896. It still stands today uh, as a wedding gift to uh, Ron Dominguez's grandparents. And Ron Dominguez is who Disney, uh, Disney bought the, the land off of Ron's dad, I guess, technically. But... Um, but Ron was like there throughout like the history of Disney. And so uh, when, when Walt was, you know, buying the land uh, one thing was asked for him and it was, can you, can you leave this tree? Cause it's this family heirloom and you know, it means a lot to us and, and Walt agreed. So, uh, so Walt spared the tree uh, building the jungle cruise boathouse around its towering trunk. And Ron Dominguez didn't really leave Anaheim after selling the land to, to Disney. Instead, he became a ticket taker at the park, eventually okay. working his way up through the Disney corporate ladder to executive vice president. Right. Wow. Yeah. So Ron retires in 1994. And today he's honored with a window on Main Street um, above the market house. And the painted window reads Orange Grove Property Management. And underneath it, in in uh, in script, it says, "We'll care for your property as if it were our own," and then Aww. gives yeah, and then gives Ron Ron Dominguez as uh, as owner, which is pretty. That's like such a beautiful special Disney story, you know. Like, love it. Yeah. Um. What else we got? Okay, so uh, today it's considered a real jungle. Um. In 2010, the land around the ride. Uh. This is in California again. I I don't think that it's done this quite yet in florida but uh it it like transformed into its own ecosystem it's like a few degrees warmer in that area of the park than anywhere else like it it has its own uh you know plant and animal life that only exists there and maintains itself so it's like got like its own it's now considered like a real jungle for that one square acre or whatever it is that's amazing i remember in one man's dream which i just recently watched at hollywood studios Walt talks about how the park is like this living thing and it will keep getting like more lush and more beautiful every single year as it becomes. So this ride is, is kind of, you know, like the, the whole idea of, of Disney world is an ever changing um, edifice and it will never be one thing. It will always grow and change and adapt. And this ride is actually the cause of that because uh, a couple years after you know, after it existed in California, Walt was walking around the park as he was wont to do. And he saw a mom and her bratty little uh, kid. And the bratty little kid was like, mommy, mommy, I want to go on Jungle Cruise. And she was like, oh, no, we went on that last time we were here. 
you know, we're not, we're not going to pay the ticket to go again. Mm. And so Walt was like, Oh shit. Like, Oh, people want something new all the time. Okay. That's what this park has to be is something new all the time. Smart. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, that's how we got that attitude of like, you know, this is an ever changing thing. Don't, don't get too, uh, too comfortable with it. And I hope you like IP. So, well, I mean, it is the reason why people will literally be like, well, I've got to go this year because I haven't ridden this new ride. Like, I I don't go if there's not something new to do. Right. You know, like I know you and, go a whole then, lot more often than I do, but like, like I won't go unless there's like usually more than one new thing to do. I think that's probably most people. Yeah. And I think that um, right now we're in this sort of renaissance where there just keeps being a new rides constantly. Totally. Awesome. Totally. Totally. Um, okay. So let's, uh, there's a couple, couple more little factoids. Uh, there are 15 boats in the river, uh, nine functioning at any given time. And each of them has its own name. So game time. I knew it. I call this one the backside of boat names. <laughs> Uh, which two of the following is not a Jungle Cruise River boat name? So there's going to be two that you have to call suck. out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suck at this game. Uh, you'll ahead. be fine. You'll be fine. Loser drinks five sips uh, or shots or guzzles or not shots or like Whatever or tiny little tiny like. little bird, <laughs> tiny little bird uh, pecks. Yeah. Whatever you got to do, five of them uh, for the loser. And your boat names are the Amazon Belle, the Irrawaddy Woman, the Kissimmee Kate, the Nile Princess, the Orinoco Adventurous, the Tigress Lady, the Yangtze Lotus, or the How Yellow Whisper. A bunch. And you just have to name two that aren't in it. You want me to do them again? I mean, there's no way I'll remember all that. All right. I'm going to do them again. I'm going to do them backwards. Okay. You Oh, not that kind of backwards? Okay. Yellow Whisper, Yangtze Lotus, Tigress Lady, Orinoco Adventurous, Nile Princess, Kissimmee Kate, Irrawaddy Woman, or the Amazon Bell. So there's two of them that are not part of the boats. What was the one about yellow? Yellow Whisper. I guess that. Okay. I don't know. And then one of the ones that is hard to pronounce. No, no, no. I think that that's in there. Because um, I didn't fuck up the because I didn't fuck up the pronunciation. That's why you think it's in there. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I I don't know. I'm gonna go with Kissimmee Kate. And I will. You know, drink because I don't know. Kissimmee <laughs> Kate is one of the boats. Uh, the Yellow Whisper is not a boat. Um, <gasps> yep, that was the, the Yellow Whisper by IP Daily is uh, a dad joke that my dad used to tell me a lot. Um, uh, the one that one that I made up that you did not guess was the Tigress Lady. So that is not a real boat. Uh, all right, so I drink five and you drink five. You got it. Cheers. Whoa, that's a that's a good painkiller. The pain. The pain. The pain. 
During the holiday season, this ride gets an overlay by turning into the Jingle Cruise at both Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom. Um, yeah, it's just like a more festive version with like lights and Santa hats and the shit only like time, that. Probably the only time I like it is when it's the Jingle Cruise. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's cute. Do they change the spiel a lot? I, I've never been on it during the Jingle Cruise. Yeah, it's Christmas dad jokes. Well, I do Holiday like that. I'm a fan of that. They talk about yeah, like, like, like Rudolph, like, like being eaten by lions instead of a zebra and shit. Yeah. Cool. Noel and different crap. Noel, Noel. Don't sing. <laughs> <laughs> we will lose listeners. <laughs> You're not allowed. Stop it. Stop doing it. Uh, yeah. You'll notice uh, in part of the ride, there is the front half of an airplane while you're sailing down the rivers. And at one time, you could find the other half of this airplane in the Casablanca scene at Disney's Hollywood Studios, the great movie ride. Ah. Yeah. So I don't know where it is now. It's like. Yeah, some Imagineer's backyard or some shit. Or it's up in the air. Oh, I don't think it works that way with half a plane, but maybe, maybe. You uh, never know. Way. I've seen half a car. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> Called a VW bug. Oh, Herbie the love bug. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Disney adds a murky green dye to disguise how shallow the water actually is, because it's only actually like five feet deep. Uh, this dye is mixed up in Schweitzer Falls. Uh, Schweitzer Falls was founded by the celebrated adventurer, Dr. Albert Falls, uh, as you hear when you're on the boat. Uh, you know, even though you get to see the backside of water and that there's only a little bit of dye, that water's still pretty gross, and I don't think that you should go in it. Uh, hey, Adrian, what do you call an angry monkey? Oh, Furious George. Oh. Furious George, the angriest oh. little monkey. Uh, hey, what do you call a monkey flying in the sky? I don't know. A hot air baboon. Oh. oh, you like that more than you are letting on to our listeners, because I've seen it in your face, and your face just lit up. I'm trying to, to be enthusiastic for you. <laughs> Don't be enthusiastic for me. I'm trying to, you know, pump you up so you feel confident to tell more of these jokes. Oh, I'm I have no confidence to tell these jokes. I had to look all of them up. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a dad joke guy. Uh hey, so let's uh I'm done with my facts. Let's let's okay. get off the fact train onto our memories and thoughts and feelings. Share with me your feelings, Adrian. Well, it all started back in 1988. No. I am not a fan of this ride. There's a lot of nostalgia in Disney parks that I am, you know, very tethered to. And there's a lot of, like, inside jokes that I feel like I'm a huge part of. Like, thank the Phoenicians. I don't feel connected with the backside of water or any of that stuff. Like, it's just not funny to me. And this ride bores me. Oh, it bores you. To go on an adventure through the Amazon and the Nile and the Congo and the Mekong, this 
bores you? It's you know why it bores me? It it's trying too hard. I would beg to differ that it is not trying hard enough. <laughs> but but yes, okay. It's trying too hard. I think that you know, like you said, all that joke and stuff like that. That was, you know, no pun intended. That was a life raft for this ride. And they were trying to save it because if they didn't have those jokes, I guarantee that ride would be torn down. If it was just supposed to be like a real jungle cruise. Yeah. If they were going, if they, if they were going like the original, like as a documentary style. Yeah. No, people would be like, it does not work. I agree. Yeah, it doesn't work. So I think it's a life raft and um, it still bores me. And I, you know, I, you know, I love the cast members, but the skipper culture, uh, I'm not connected to it. Well, they're like, uh, I mean, I don't want to disperge any uh, cast members or anything like that, but skippers kind of think of themselves like a little bit higher than most cast members. Right. You know, like, and you know what they, and they should be, I mean, like they're, they're spieling. Yeah, they're spieling they're the entire time. Yeah, they're performers. I I give them, I I'm I give them a lot of credit, but like I'm not like in the cult following of like, oh my god, the skipper! I had a great skipper this time, and I you know, and I've had really, like they really do try, and and I and I, but I just feel like anything that's trying too hard to get me to like it, I'm never going to like. And this ride is the manifestation of that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely trying hard. Yeah. Um, I think that that's part of its like, uh, part of its like cringy adorableness is that it's like trying so hard to be entertaining. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's like that dude that holds a sign, but it's just always holding a sign. Like, like me, the jungle cruise, like me. And just like, no, yeah. But I think I it's did, adorable. One time I had an experience where I was at one of my classic, my favorite events, the after hours, and it was, it ended at midnight and I was walking past Jungle Cruise at 1158. And you know, you get there right before you're allowed to get on. As long as you're there by midnight, you can get on. So it was me and two other ladies in the boat. And this guy had to tell all of his jokes to two ladies that could barely hear and me. And I had a fake laugh the entire time because I just felt so bad. Well, I mean, like, look, you can feel bad about it or you can just, like, embrace it. And it's like, you know, it's corniness. And, you know, like, sometimes the skippers are taking those corny jokes and, like, they're nailing the timing on them. They make them entertaining. And they're making, like, you know, a, a pretty lackluster trip you know, slow moving trip around, you know, these fake animals and fake scenes, you know, pretty fun. And they're like, the jokes are such a mile minute, mile a minute, like, you know, every 10 seconds or, or, or less than that, like there's like another like joke where like I've watched a, a few ride throughs now and like I catch a new joke like every time and you're like, Oh my God, like uh, that's what that guy was saying the first two times crazy there's always new jokes that's a great yeah. that's a great feature yeah what about you um i mean like i i think that when i was a kid i did not appreciate this ride and as an adult going back to it like i guess when i became the age where i could have been a father 
that's 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 when I really became appreciative of this ride. <laughs> so like from that's like twenty six on, you know, like I think you feel it in your balls or something. Like you know, at twenty six on, you just you you get it <laughs> if you're, if you're yeah. a guy. Yeah. All of a sudden, your pants get a little bit higher. You're just like ah. Yeah, you got to make sure your tevas are strapped extra little... tight before getting on. Yeah, you wear your set your socks all the way up to your knees. Oh yeah. Below the sandal, above the knee. Missionary position in yard work. That's a man's life. <laughs> <laughs> this is a man's world. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh so uh I think that we should play a game. You wanna play a game? I'm ready to drink this disaster. Yeah. All right, let's get let's get it going. Oh yeah, that was fun. That's from White Tiger. Have you seen White Tiger yet on Netflix? No. It's dope. You should check it out. Everybody everybody at home, check it out. It's cool. Um, tiger okay. I like is Tiger King. Oh, we're going uh, we're going trashy. I get it. We're going early early 2020 here. <laughs> that's, that's a time that time has forgotten already. Um, all right, so we're going to play Drink That Ride. Uh, Drink That Ride is a, uh, a drinking rating game. Uh, we, um, we're going to uh, rank the ride as we go through in a bunch of different categories, and we're going to drink after each of the categories with the difference. The shittier the ride is, the drunker you get. Uh, so our categories are Q, length of ride, thrill level, immersion, and fun level. Um, and uh, depending on like what the category is out of uh, point-wise, it's like you know the difference you'd be drinking. So Q is worth five points. You're going to drink the difference. So if you uh, rate it or rank it a three, or if we rank it a three, uh, then we're going to be drinking the difference, which is two. Uh, and you play at home, play along at home. And, uh, you know, drink, drink as you will. Like, uh, like we were saying before, you know, shots, gulps, swigs, sips, tiny little, tiny little bird mouths, whatever you want to do. Drink tea. You know, it's, it's cold outside up here in the Northeast. Drink tea. Yeah, man. Or these painkillers. Because they'll get it done. Okay, we start at the start, and that is the cue. Uh, the cue for this ride encapsulates all the wonderful sights and sounds of a bygone era of radio play. Um, when men were men and children were beaten by those men for doing very little wrong, the roaring 20s seemed to be followed by the impatient 30s. And this line brings you right into the stunning Technicolor real-eye version of it all. Um, the queue is intended to resum- uh, resemble a colonial outpost of the 30s or 40s where the exploration of the jungle rivers may be booked. Uh, it is divided into four main sections, which may be opened or closed to accommodate crowd functions. Um, but it's mostly for, it's, it's like mostly shaded, and it's, it's all outdoor. So when it's muggy, like in Florida... Kind of not not so great. You don't get that sweet sweet reprieve of uh, of QAC that we love so dearly. Uh, 
the cold AC. Yeah, that cold AC is not not really part of this. You have some like fans above you, some misting fans, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, the uh, the ride has a theoretical hourly capacity of eighteen hundred. Um, so and it usually typically moves like pretty quick. Uh, as long as there's no major breakdowns, so eighteen hundred solid. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Not quite people eater status, but like just below it. Yeah. They fit a lot of people in them boats. Them boats, them boats. Yeah, they pack them in. Um, so, Adrian, we didn't talk about this before, but I'm going to need you to keep score today. Okay. And this first category is out of five points. And I think I am going to come in at a, I think, you know, I think it's a three. It's like, it's still, you know, it's pretty iconic and it's like, it's got some good sounds and it's got some good sights, but, uh, but in general, I think, I think I'm coming in at a three. I know I put you on the spot over there, uh, as far as scoring. Um, I'll give it a, um, I will give it a, uh, I'll give it a three as well. I mean, I think it's like pretty. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. All right, so it looks like we're both drinking two. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah, baby. Pineapple-y. Um. Uh, the next category is the length of the ride. The, this ride's about seven minutes, give or take. Uh, you know, it depends on, like... If there's like a boat accident that you have to like, or how or how long it takes for people to unload and load, because that's all done live in the boat. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, because of that, it's kind of you know you you end up with like you know the the cast member like spiel like, they have to like spiel extra like stretch. And well, that's and, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, it's impressive. Although they like you know they get into some pretty bad you know like when it's off book it starts to get like it's obvious that it's off book at that point um i think you know at seven minutes you get a lot of bang for your buck in sheer dad jokes alone in fact i about two minutes too long i mean well i i think i agree with you because i tried to find a funny dad joke about money to insert here but i got depressed after reading a bunch of dad jokes about money so you guys don't get one because I couldn't find a good one and I'm not going to make you suffer. And if you have a problem with that, or if you have a good dad joke about money, you can email us at drunk at gmail.com. And I'm just going to say you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for not um, telling that dad joke. Uh, I think it's about two minutes too long. Uh, maybe, maybe I would be less bored if it, if it's sped up a little bit and, you know, you kind of just got it, got it over with. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give it a three on length of ride. And I'm going to come in at a four because I actually think it's pretty perfect. Okay. So you'll drink one. I'll drink two. Dun, dun, dun. The next category is thrill level. <laughs> this ride, thrill does, level. This ride does not do very well. <laughs> thrill level. This is a very tough category for this little guy. So uh, I, I don't think we need to spend much time here. I think that I am going to give it a 
One and a half. Ty goes to the right. It gets a two. I mean, I, I guess it can't be a one because it's probably got a little. It's a little more thrilling than. I think it was a little bit. Guys. It was a little bit more thrilling when they shot like like with real guns, shot blanks. But they haven't done that oh, yeah. in like ten years, so or more. Yeah, like what they did on Jaws. Yeah, yeah, like that was yeah, like a little bit more cool. thrilling because you're not expecting it them to like actually shoot a real gun. Right. I'll give it a two as well. Let's let's drink three. Okay. Okay. Uh, immersion is the next category. Category. This is uh, this includes sights, sounds, and ride vehicles. This is a category that's out of ten points. Um, you know. This is tough. It's tough because, like, it does certain things in immersion super well. You know, like, all the plant life, I think, is done incredibly well. The fact that you can't see Main Street at all, it's right next to Main Street. You can't see or hear Main Street at all, I think, is incredible. However, these robots could use some help because they are not very uh, lifelike, authentic. You know, and even, like, when they're cartoony, like, they're, like... Uh, like janky they're just like you know like they're 50 years old and they're sh- they're showing it right um yeah it's hard to feel immersed when you're looking at plastic animals yeah um but if you're looking at it from the kitsch aspect which is what this ride has become it's become kitsch totally and then um, and then it's and then it's fun but like but even in the kitsch like they're janky, you know, like they're like, you know, like these are, these are not well-made animatronics. Yeah. It's not fluid moment, but I, I'm trying to picture if like, if they did replace them with like really great animatronics, would it make the ride better? Well, something that they did in Hong Kong is that they added in like pretty, pretty beautiful lighting effects, um, like throughout the ride. And then, and then they added, like, when you're going into the temple, which is, like, a really dark section of the ride here. Dark, like, physically. You can't really see anything. Um, they have, like, really beautiful lighting effects that, like, bring on some, like, magical, you know, magical realism of, like, the temple coming to life type thing. And so I think that you could you could make some moves like that for relatively cheap that, you know would would help with the immersion while still having your gunk, 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 gunk robots. Well, they're redoing this ride, right? We we've heard that this announcement. This this ride's going to go under a refurbishment to um take away some of the more problematic areas. Um you know, there's there's like a lot of stuff with you know, head hunting tribesmen and things like that that are really like outdated and and uh and not not correct uh ways of looking at the world and uh, sure, at others yes. so um you know there's like a little bit of pcness going on and and uh i think that they're, they're going to put in some elements that are going to be like other funny elements is what i've heard maybe we'll find out you know like what, what i would do if i if it was up to me to change this ride is i would take out all of the current animatronics 
and I would just like, I would have all the, you know, the greenery and everything. And I would have different, like, like things pop out animals out of these bushes, whatever that would scare people, but it wouldn't be the same every time. So every time you wrote it, it would be like a different thing. Like, oh. you know, and, and then they would have like specific jokes, you know, about those things. But I would add a little bit of an element of like a thrill. I would I would add some thrill to it. Well, the thrill is going to be a shirtless The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson at some place just sunbathing. Oh and that's going to be Thank your thrill. You. That would be a good ride. <laughs> I could get down with that ride. The ride is that like that it just with like jet propulsion, the boat gets over to Dwayne The Rock's rock. And and just sits there for five minutes and then jet propels out. <laughs> so you just it would be a funny joke if they were like, ladies and gentlemen, there's a special surprise, the rock, and then they just point to a rock. Oh, I hope that they make that joke. <laughs> um. So okay. So immersion star, right now. star of the new <laughs> the new Disney movie, The Jungle Cruise. <laughs> what is it? Anne Hathaway and the Rock, <laughs> and they just point at the rock. <laughs> <laughs> they have to do it. Oh, I hope they do. I hope they do. I really hope that, that we don't get animatronics of uh, him and Anne Hathaway. Yeah, I don't need an Anne Hathaway animatronic. Um, yeah. She's already or Emily Blunt or whoever. I'm not sure who's in it. It's it's one of them. Yeah, I don't know. I think it might be Emily Blunt actually. Yeah. Sorry, Emily. That was, that was mean of me. Then I apologize. Um, I'll take an animatronic of you any difficult. day. Immersion's difficult with this, um, though. I do love the whole like you know survivor-esque look of it you know um in its kitsch sense it does well but in its authenticity not so much i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a time between a five or six high goes the right i'm gonna give it a six okay i'm coming in one above it at seven okay so at the end of the technical rounds here ryan out of a possible 25 points you have given this ride 16 points. Um, and for me, out of a possible 25 points, I've given this ride 14 points. Okay, well, we're, we're not that far off then. And it's it's coming in over half, so, you know. Yeah. So, the last category, the Dark Horse category. The game changer. The game changer. The fun level. Worth 25 points. Disney's selling fun. Are they doing it here? We'll find out. I think they are. I love this ride. I love the cheese. I love the live spiel. You know, like, there's not very many rides that still have a live spiel to them. I'm so glad that they have not, like, you know, just uh, put a, you know, uh, to put a tape recording on. Um, I'm I'm into it. I, I I like a lot about this ride, and I ride it every time I go. Okay, so what are you giving it? I'm coming in at twenty. Yeah, that's very different than when I'm coming. I'm sure it is. <laughs> you do not feel the same way about this as I do, but it, I have to represent. I have to represent where where yeah, it belongs. Yeah, and, and you know what? I think you said in the beginning this is polarizing. It's divisive. Yeah, and I think you either love it or you hate it. Totally. I think it's very hard pressed to find someone that's like, I like it. It's not, it, it's, it's not that. Um, I gave this ride a 14 in the technical rounds and I'm going to give it a 14, 14 in the fun round. Okay. Um, because I, I'm a little bored, but if I'm in the right mood, 
I can have fun on it. You have to, you have to go with it. Yeah. If I'm on the right, if I'm on the right edibles, I'll ride this ride multiple times in the day. No way. (laughs) Multiple times in a day. That sounds like hell. (laughs) I want, I want, I want to see what it's like in the morning and then the evening. (laughs) So I gave it a 28 out of 50. You gave it a 36 out of 50. Pretty big spread. We haven't had a spread that big in in a while. Yeah. So we're getting what, like a 32 as an average? Uh, I think 33. 30, 30, yeah, 32, top, but you got to go up, so 33. Okay. Right? I don't have, I'm not, I'm not good at. You're not, calcu- you're not a calculator? 20. You're not a live person calculator? <laughs> I, I mean, I can do it right now, <laughs> but I don't, uh, all right, 36 plus 28 divided by 2. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know when you have to push the C. <laughs> People at home were like, "Did you just get? Did you like, just get a number in the thousands?" <laughs> you were like, yeah. "Oh man, this this ride did very well." It's telling me that the average is one hundred and twenty-eight. <laughs> oh, it takes down. It takes down. <laughs> we didn't know if it was going to happen, folks, but it is now taken down Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. This is our new champion at one hundred and twenty-eight. <laughs> this ride is a thirty-two. Thirty-two. Okay. 32 is the score. 32 is, I think, I think that's, that's a respectable score. And I think that you think it is probably a little bit too high. No, I think it's good. I know I'm on the low end. And if I think you're on the, you know, there's people in your end, there's people higher than you. Oh yeah. It's people that would give it, give it in the forties. Yeah. Most high people like this ride. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, I think 32, that should be where it is. It should be low thirties, this ride. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with it. Yeah. Um. So, so this is like kind of falling middle of the pack. Then, um. You know, our our top dog, like we just said, is Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. That's coming in at a forty eight, and the low man forty eight point five. Uh, and our low man on the totem pole, I believe, is still Triceratops Spin. Which has a, a rousing score of about twelve. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if that guy ever loses to another. Maybe there's like you know an attraction out there where you just like you know get pelted by paintballs, or uh, yeah. or like you get. Is there like, an attraction that says just they hand you a box of matches and says just go outside and light matches? Yeah, or like <laughs> this is the the Luke like the lukewarm uh, milkshake uh, stand. You know, like where they just give you like melted milkshakes. Yeah, yeah the mel- the melted milkshake stand would probably do worse. Yeah, I think you figured it out. <laughs> it's the only way it's going to get beat. Um, okay, uh, how long would you wait for this ride, Adrian? Little Charlie Ten Buckets minutes. wants to see a, an, an elephant oh. bathing. See, you can't throw in my nephew because I have to. I, That's I, the only way I can get you on this ride is to say like, Charlie, you would love this ride, and then him being right, like, my nephew wanted to go on it. We'll give it thirty minutes. If it's me, it's ten, ten, fifteen at the most. Okay, I would do forty-five for this ride, but not a second more. And I probably would walk away at forty-five, but that's like the longest I would wait for. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, it's kind of long. I agree. Um, 
How drunk are you on a scale of King Louie to Mowgli, that drunk little 10-year-old native raised by wolves? Oh, I think I'm grumpy from the Seven Dwarves. For yes, sure. yes, you are. <laughs> for sure. I even look like him when talking about this. Like, I, you know, I don't even care that I work in a diamond mind. I am pissed. Yes, <laughs> rightfully so, I think. Uh, I think I'm coming in at a, at a Baloo from the Jungle Book. With these painkillers, I have all the bare necessities, and I am feeling good. The Dark Ride. I, <laughs> yeah. The Dark Ride is presented by Drunk Distory and is available every Wednesday, maybe sometimes on Thursdays, on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are available. The show is free, but you can always pay us by simply liking and subscribing, giving us one of those five-star ratings or a quick review. Those both really, really help us out. Um, and the biggest thing that you can do to help us is just tell a fellow Disney parks loving friend to listen to us, uh, and to the show, uh, feel free to hit us up at drunk at gmail.com for comments, hate mail, uh, recipes, mugs, all the works. Uh, also please follow us on our Instagram for lots of great Disney parks content at drunk Distry. Um, we've had like a ton of great stuff from, uh, Adrian's recent trip down to, um, down to Florida. Um, we just did a, an incredibly funny haul video of all the, all the good stuff that she got. You can check out the mug that she got me, uh, while, uh, while in Florida, I'm super excited to get that in a, uh, uh, a post COVID world <laughs> when we can actually yeah, hang yeah, out with each se- other in person. When you're 70 years old, you're going to really enjoy this. <laughs> I'm going to totally love it then. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us and remember to always keep your kingdom cool.